Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Wednesday, August 18th. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for the next hour, as we delve into the fact that the Biden administration is currently eating their own as the Taliban continues to take over Afghanistan. When I tell you guys that the news cycle is wild, we have the Taliban taking over. We have the Biden administration just completely crumbling before our very eyes. We have Trump supporters being compared to Taliban members on top of that, we have COVID cases, which are currently surging everybody, but don't worry about that. Do not worry about that because U.S. officials are coming out today and saying that, you know, if you're fully vaccinated with a Pfizer or a Moderna, you're going to need to receive that third booster dose. And those booster shots are now en route and, uh, you know, ready for your average American. So just in time for that uptick and that surge of COVID cases. On top of that, Australia and New Zealand are completely on another level right now in regards to their lockdown. So we'll get into all of that and more on tonight's episode of Rapid Fire. But before we get into this crazy news, I do want to thank the sponsor of tonight's show, and that is Virtual Shield VPN. I'm so excited to be promoting this product to you guys because Virtual Shield VPN is a product that I use for myself. And typically with uh, products and sponsorships, they'll send you like a couple of talking points that, you know, they want you to repeat. But what Virtual Shield actually did was they sent me this article from the New York Times. Now, this article talked about how 250 of the most popular iPhone and Android apps used. They actually, 60% of these sell your data. Okay, to corporations, to websites, to advertisers. So if you're ever looking up fluffy slippers, right? And then on Instagram, Facebook, on every single news article that you read for the next week, fluffy slippers are popping up. Yeah, that's because your data is being sold. So get a VPN, go to virtualshield.com forward slash sav to get 50% off your VPN right now. And if you guys actually go to that website, you'll see here that you'll get 50% off for life and it rounds up to about $2.50 per month. That's less than a cup of Starbucks coffee. And I would hope that your guys' privacy is worth much more to you than that. But this is one of the most affordable and effective products um, from start to finish, from like sign up all the way to, you know, installing the application on my computer and my phone. Virtual Shield was extremely easy to use. It's effective. It keeps my data protected. And uh, the fun part of the VPN too, and I found this out when I actually went and reported in Hong Kong back in 2019, is that Netflix and Hulu and other countries have like other TV shows and movies that you can watch that you can't access here in the U.S. So another fun part of the VPN is that you can access a lot of TV shows that you might not want to hear. So, you know, if you're like, yeah, I don't care if my data gets sold. Well, maybe you care about some cool Netflix shows or movies. So go to virtualshield.com forward slash Sav. That's S-A-V, Sav, that's me. And go get 50% off. I would highly recommend that you guys take control of your privacy, take control of your lives. You guys know I'm constantly talking about government and big tech overreach. So go check out Virtual Shield. 100%, you guys need this the link is down below. Go check it out. Now let's talk about government overreach. Let's talk about why we need to be investing in and using these types of products. And let's start off with, like I said, the fact that the U.S. will now be beginning a wide distribution of COVID booster shots next month, saying vaccine protection wanes over time. Who could have ever predicted that that would have happened? U.S. agencies are preparing to offer booster shots to all eligible Americans beginning the week of September 20th. It's now very clear that immunity starts to fall after the initial two doses, top U.S. health officials have said. And uh, going back to that an initial tweet, too, from uh, Disclosed TV, where, uh, you know, U.S. officials are saying if you're fully vaccinated with Pfizer or Moderna, which... Remember, mind you, I will remind you that what nine billionaires have been created post vaccination industry and post post push of the vaccination on every single American. Good thing that, you know, with the very new surge that's coming up, we luckily have the booster shot that's going to be pushed into the arms of every single American. So we're going to be talking about that in the second half of the show. But what I want to focus on in the first half is the Biden administration completely falling apart. Now, Joe Biden gave his first press conference today post fall of Afghanistan. We have slowly watched the complete demise of that country as it has fallen to the Taliban. And I just want to play you guys a quick clip of how Joe Biden exited his press conference today um, without 
any mention of Afghanistan. And also, too, uh, I, I will give you guys the the message being given to Americans. Uh, I think it's speculated that we have over 10,000 Americans that are still stranded in Afghanistan. After we see this response, I will show you guys the message that the Biden administration has been sending to these stranded Americans. So I'm just kind of playing the sound as B-roll. You guys can hear the media screaming in the background. Basically, Joe Biden turns his back to the press. He effectively turns his back to America. Someone posted earlier, America's back. And it was Joe Biden's back turned to the press. And I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but it's also really sad. Because this was the message as well that Joe Biden gave to the, again, speculated over 10,000 Americans who are still stuck in Afghanistan right now. Now, this comes from Sarah Cook, who is a White House producer for CBS News. She says the below note went out this afternoon to American citizens requesting to be evacuated from Afghanistan. And this came out yesterday. That note reads to American citizens, thank you for registering your request to be evacuated from Afghanistan. Please be advised that the United States government cannot guarantee your security as you make this trip. So Joe Biden goes up in front of our entire country after this completely bosh withdrawal from Af Afghanistan, where thousands, tens, uh, not tens of thousands, but thousands of Americans are still stranded over there. This was the message that he gave to Americans. And then he didn't speak about Afghanistan. He took no questions from the press about what has been going on over there. So that is your president of the United States. That is Joe Biden. Of course, none of us are surprised. And we're seeing reports now of the White House completely in Imploding, um, as Trey Yinkst, who is a reporter and foreign correspondent for Fox News, points out, he says President Biden takes no questions on Afghanistan and estimated 10,000 Americans are stuck in the country right now. The administration hasn't outlined how it plans to get them out if they can't reach the Kabul airport and want to leave. So when Trump was in office, and we'll get to this in a moment, he would have done everything in his power to make sure that his Americans were brought back home safely. But Joe Biden won't even answer questions regarding Americans stranded in this country that is being taken over by the Taliban. Now, an Al Jazeera anchor said that unlike Joe Biden, the Taliban spokesperson took questions after his speech, and many people are speculating right now, and they are coming to the conclusion that the Taliban is more competent than the Biden administration. That is not my opinion. That's just what I've been seeing circulating through various big names in the media. That is kind of the consensus of all Americans, especially since our Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, also came forward today and said that the U.S. has no way to round up large amounts of Americans. That was his response to why we can't bring Americans home. Keep in mind on our last broadcast that we did show those images of C-17s filled to the brim with Afghan people, but we can't bring Americans home. It just it just can't be, be done at all. So the press uh, was audibly upset and audibly scoffed. Um, this is from press member Jackie Heinrich, who's a White House correspondent for Fox News. She said that after Joe Biden's press conference today, there were audible scoffs from some in the press pool as the president once again delivered remarks, but took no questions. Again, Biden has taken has not taken any reporter questions since the Taliban took Afghanistan. So there is your leader. There is your president. And again, imagery of what is coming out of Afghanistan as people try to flee, as people try to hold on to the tires and outer portions of these planes as they take off for podcast listeners. Somebody captured this photo right in with Biden, and it is the picture of a man who is clinging on to the outside of an airplane, as I imagine it is taking off from Afghanistan. Tim Young points out, can't wait for the AP to fact check on this tweet. It's out of context because Biden was not actually on that plane. But there you guys go. That's the imagery coming out of Afghanistan right now. And it's heartbreaking to see. It's more heartbreaking that we have Americans trapped over there and stuck over there. And Joe Biden refuses to even answer questions about that. George Stephanopoulos also interviewed Joe Biden regarding this situation. And Biden was like, oh, yeah, people were falling off of planes. That happened like four or five days ago. No big deal, my guy. Very Hillary Clinton-esque, if you will. Like, you know, when Gaddafi got murdered, they she was just like, 
we came, we saw he died. It's it's no big deal. Uh, she also had that same exact reaction in regard to American lives being lost. So uh, that's what that reminded me of. That's kind of the approach Joe Biden has taken. And just to remind you guys that when Donald Trump was in office, he was a president who negotiated with North Korea for the release of a group of American hostages who stayed. And then he stayed up until 2 a.m. just so he could welcome them home. And uh, this was pointed out by my good friend, Damani Felder, who says, hashtag Biden is a disgrace. And I do remember this day, Donald Trump, after a long day of actually working, unlike Joe Biden, who wakes up at 10 a.m., maybe goes to work at noon to three. I don't know, maybe calls a lit early because he's tired that day. Uh, unlike Joe Biden, when Donald Trump was president, say what you will about the man, he would work long and full days. And then when it came time to rescue American citizens, he didn't mess around. I will reiterate, what was the message that he gave to Iran and Soleimani when they effed around with American lives? Yeah, they effed around and found out and Donald Trump went and Put the fire on them, okay? Joe Biden, on the other hand, no one respects this man. And we'll get into all of that as we um, delve further into this broadcast today. Because I oftentimes will say that we are an international laughingstock. But it's sad to see my words coming to life now in a much more blatant way in regards to China. Seeing everything going on with Afghanistan. Seeing Biden's reaction to it. And now just laughing in the face of America because all of these other foreign countries know that we are so weak. So Jack Posobiec has been coming out with some pretty fun insider tweets about what's been happening in the White House as this entire situation with Afghanistan just completely devolves. Because remember, too, who wants to take responsibility for this? Joe Biden doesn't want to take responsibility for it. Kamala Harris certainly doesn't want to take responsibility for it. And, and let me see if I can find this picture of Kamala. It was circulating today, and it's just absolutely hilarious because it perfectly encapsulates Kamala Harris as a person, one, and the Biden administration as well. So let me see if I can just zoom in here because the picture is absolutely priceless. And if you are listening on podcasts, I highly recommend that you uh, tune in on the YouTube just to check this picture out. So uh, the White House put this photo out today in regards to all of the military, all of the generals, top generals, uh, you know, basically briefing Joe Biden and Kamala on what's going on in Afghanistan with the Taliban. And let's just go ahead and zoom in to Kamala's face here. I think that's as much as I can zoom in. But look at Kamala's face on the upper left corner of this photo. She's face palming so hard and everyone on the internet was just laughing about it because they're like, wow, Kamala really hates her life. And uh, we'll really delve into why. Uh, again, this is that White House tweet. It says this morning, the president and the vice president were briefed by their national security team on the evolving situation in Afghanistan. And there's that photo right there of Joe Biden looking like he doesn't know where he's at. And Kamala Harris just face palming harder than we've ever seen anyone face palm in their lives. But going back to the White House, just completely deteriorating from within. There just being multiple reports of infighting. Jack Posobiec says that a White House press millennial just publicly declared that they were warned the Taliban was poised for an imminent takeover and doesn't seem to understand the implications of what he has just done. So one of the White House press millennial members just kind of accidentally let that slip. We already all knew that anyway, but he just really, you know, cherry on top confirmed it for all of us. On top of that, Jack Posobiec says that the shade war is going hot and Kamala refused a request to do a presser today. She said she was focused on Haiti, not on Afghanistan. Now staffers for the rival teams have been openly fighting all day per a White House official. And I do just want to note that this tweet is from Monday. But this is a situation that's been going on for a couple of days. So that's what was going on on Monday. Kamala said she was focused in on Haiti. And uh, remember as well that Kamala refused to even stand up next to Joe Biden as he was addressing the nation in regards to what was happening in Afghanistan. Uh, Jack Posobiec again comes out and says that Susan Rice has been telling allies on the Hill that this is one of the most incompetent national security disasters in American history, said Obama's F up quote is an understatement now. And many people have been commenting on how Joe Biden or how um, Obama was quoted saying, never underestimate how badly Joe Biden can F things up, which I thought in itself was a funny quote. And it's something that's been circulated widely since this whole Afghanistan debacle. 
More um, White House inside scoops here. Milley is considering falling on his sword for Austin and retiring post-evacuation per Pentagon official. Milley also privately telling officers he wishes 45 was back despite the bad blood. So another example of just how the White House is just collapsing from within. And then finally, I wanted to end this example of collapse with a CNN tweet because we all know that CNN is essentially a propaganda arm of the Biden regime. And they're going to always prop up Joe Biden. They're always going to kind of cover up when Hunter Biden, you know, sells a painting for half a million dollars, even though he's lived his life as a crack addict for the past, uh, you know, decade. Well, it's he's Hunter Biden. You know, he just makes great art. That's why it's being sold for 500,000. Also, because of privacy concerns, we can't say who the buyer of these paintings are or any of the shady business dealings that he or he's, his father were, you know, involved with in Ukraine. We're not going to talk about that. That's CNN. But even CNN put this tweet out today. President Biden said he thought chaos in Afghanistan was inevitable after U.S. troops left, even though he spent months promising there would be order. When you even have CNN coming forward and saying, well, Joe Biden, actually, uh, we all saw that video where you said that this would not be like Saigon and how uh, people wouldn't be airlifted out of helicopters and how the Taliban would never take over. Yeah, even CNN can't lie anymore at this point because that's how effed up this entire situation is. So when even your propaganda arm of your regime is turning the back, their back on you. That's how you know you're in deep water. Kamala Harris isn't having a good time. Jen Psaki's taking the next week off. Joe Biden doesn't know what the hell is going on. And White House officials and all of the different people in the White House are just fighting. Remember as well, that article came out a couple months ago where uh, White House staffers were quoting, quoted saying that Kamala Harris was a huge bitch. That's a quote from them, not from me. I'm just quoting the news. What can I say? So, um... Yeah, I'd imagine this woman would be very hard to work with. I feel like she shouldn't be allowed to be president ever solely for the fact that she lied to us about smoking weed. Who does that? Especially on the Breakfast Club of all radio shows. Fun fact, that's actually how I got into um, listening to radio shows was Charlemagne the God and the Breakfast Club. But then I realized how woke and racially divisive that show was. And I was like, nah. So that's what's going on in regards to the White House right now. It's a complete disaster. We would expect nothing less from Joe Biden and his motley crew. On top of that, remember how we were showing all of those photos last stream, last show of all of the Afghani men and women being shipped over here to the U.S. They're not being properly vetted because the the whole entire situation at the uh, Kabul airport is so chaotic. Well, Governor Brian Kemp is calling to resettle Afghanistan refugees in Georgia. On top of that, in Madison, Wisconsin, hundreds or even thousands of Afghan refugees could be headed to Fort McCoy in western Wisconsin for processing, according to Pentagon officials. And to really, you know, kind of succinctly explain this whole situation. I found this nice graph that's been circulating today. And I'm just going to go ahead and start off with the point that we're at. So we're at the top here that says insufficient vetting of Middle Eastern my immigrants. And then it goes down to say terrorist attack. And then it goes go to war for 20 years to stop terrorism and then demand thousands of refugees enter the U.S. So that's the endless circle. And we are currently in the insufficient vetting of Middle Eastern migrants portion of that circle. And you guys see how I'm even saying like migrants right now too. I feel like my own language gets so manipulated. Like that word in itself isn't incorrect to use, but I feel like uh, in regards to illegal immigrants, uh, not saying that these people are, but you know, just with border crossings and things, it's so interesting to just see how my own language gets manipulated by listening to my very own media all day. So there's that fun graph for you kind of, uh, you know, explaining what's going on and how we continuously get into these endless war situations that never seem to end. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I've speculated. Now, we talked about this photo last episode, and it has since been debunked, and it is of a reporter, a CNN reporter, around August 15th. She was reporting with her hair down. She had her face exposed, and then the very next day as the Taliban took over, she's wearing hijab. The only thing exposed is her face. 
And fact checkers have come to the rescue and told us that this meme is inaccurate. First off, this isn't a meme, bro. This is just two pictures put next to each other. That's not a meme anyway. So the fact that you're saying that this is a meme, your own fact check is inaccurate. Let's continue. The top photo is inside a private compound. The bottom is on the streets of Taliban head held Kabul. And then um, this reporter, Clarissa Ward, says, I always wore a headscarf on the street in Kabul previously. But side note here, though not with hair fully covered and uh, the hijab. So there is a difference, but not quite this stark. And I think it's so funny because I love when they try to fact check things. And then with their own fact check, they're immediately like, well, technically this is incorrect, but also it's kind of correct because, yeah, I didn't used to cover my hair, but now I do because the Taliban took over. So it's not as extreme as you're trying to make it out to be, but also it is. So Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's basically what this is. So mm, not wrong in the fact that we highlighted that the Taliban-controlled Afghanistan area now is a lot more extreme. And, and if you want to say, well, fine, this is inaccurate, let's go ahead and take a peek at what the life of women is like living under the Taliban now. This comes from the New York Post today. Taliban kills women for not wearing burqa on the same day they vow to honor women's rights. Taliban fighters shot and killed a woman for not wearing a burqa on Afghanistan on Tuesday, the same day the group pledged to usher in a new inclusive era in the country that honors women's rights rights. So a photo emerged of this woman in lying in a pool of blood with her loved ones crouched around her after she was killed by insurgents for being in public without a head covering. So we have this CNN reporter saying, well, I just wasn't wearing my head covering because I was in a private compound, not because of the Taliban. And then literally that day, the Taliban killed a woman for not wearing a burqa. So there you guys go. And then the Taliban's top leaders did come out as well and say that uh, women our women are Muslim and they will be happy to be living under Sharia law. And if any of you guys are familiar with Sharia law, not very friendly to women. Basically what happens if, is if you expose your hair, you expose your skin or your body and you're a female, you're out of line, you're going to get killed by the Taliban. So uh, there you guys go. And uh, as you guys can see too by this video, uh, women's faces are now being erased from public spaces in Afghanistan for podcast viewers. This is a video of what I would imagine is a Taliban member whiting out with spray paint the faces of women on, uh, you know, street store windows and billboards in Afghanistan. So there's actual oppression of women, not like the women in America, you know, the fuzzy armpitted women who are literally allowed to go rampage through the, scre the streets screaming at the top of their lungs half naked. They think they're oppressed. Yeah, this is what true oppression of women looks like. But that's not all. Uh, apparently, we had the U.S., Albania, Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, El Salvador, a lot of countries, basically, calling on the Taliban to protect the rights of women and girls. Wow, I am so glad that these countries wrote a strongly worded letter to the Taliban asking them to be inclusive of women and girls. I actually found a live video of the Taliban's response after reading this very threatening message. Hey, this is their response. They're scared. They're shaking in their boots. Let's just watch this real quick. Yeah, that's literally the Taliban's response to strongly worded letters from all of these various countries telling them to respect women's rights. It's just them dancing, having a good time and not giving a damn. I'm not trying to get copyrighted for that music, so we're going to turn it down. This video is actually kind of funny because I don't know if they're actually dancing to Drake. I imagine they weren't, but the beat of the song matches so perfectly with their dance moves and it's kind of hilarious. Really sad what's actually going on in that country, but in regards to this letter from all of these countries asking the Taliban to be diverse and inclusive, this is what I imagine the Taliban's response would actually be. They're laughing. They're having a good time. They have Sharia law implemented in that country. The Taliban has already come forward and said, too, we're not going to be an opium manufacturer anymore. We're not doing this. Do you think that the Taliban fears America? Do you think that the Taliban fears any of these soft countries that have called for them to be more diverse and inclusive of women? Absolutely not. So that's probably their genuine response when they read something like that. Please, please, sir, please remember the women. Thank you. Taliban's like, okay, guy, get the hell out of here. So uh, uh, 
prayers to all of the women and children in Afghanistan. Also prayers to all of the Americans that are still stranded over there right now. And to reiterate as well, uh, what is going on with Afghanistan, it's always very interesting to me to take a look at what's happening in foreign countries because the news that we get versus what's actually happening over there are two completely different stories. I experienced this firsthand when I went to Hong Kong and I reported over there internationally, as well as when I was in London. The news over there versus when the news finally gets to America, the news that we get, uh, for example, especially with uh, issues like Israel and Palestine, that in itself is something that's always hard to follow because it gets so convoluted and muddled and it really depends on which side you want to be on in regards to like the Israel or Palestine issue. That's the news you're going to see. So in regards to Afghanistan, uh, same, same thing. I always really like to take what I'm seeing coming out of these countries and really try to assess it with historical context of how we have previously dealt with Middle Eastern countries and have previously dealt with getting into wars. For example, um, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Remember, it would have been nice to know that, but the first Iraq war was based on a lie. Uh, for example, this woman came forward and testify that there were babies in incubators being thrown out. That was a lie that got us into the Iraq war. They lied that Iraq had uh, WMDs, uh, hoax via Kuwaiti royalty and a DC lobbying firm. Uh, Cernovich tweets out, most don't remember that one. Keep it in mind now as stories that sound too horrible to be true are propagated. I'm not saying that anything coming out of Afghanistan isn't necessarily uh, false or anything like that. I just would always love to point out in regards to historically, how the U.S. has handled a lot of these situations, how the media likes to manipulate things, and we've seen that time and time again, how easily uh, specific things can be construed or utilized and weaponized to get us back into war or send troops back into the Middle East. So I uh, just wanted to you know, bring in a quick reminder about the first Iraq war. Jesse Kelly points out today, uh, because the New York Post highlighted that the Taliban is destroying statues of their foes, stoking fears after moderation claims. Jesse Kelly points out, I'm so glad I don't live in a country where the ruling party arrests its political opponents and tears down its historical monuments. 100%, Jesse, 100%. Imagine, guys, if we lived in a country where people were put in jail and politically prosecuted for wanting to support Donald Trump or domestic terrorists called like Antifa or BLM burned down our country and destroyed historical monuments and tried to rewrite our history for an entire year. And then our police stood by and did nothing. And then the media was complicit in all of it and gaslit us and told us it never happened. Imagine if we lived in a country like that, guys. It would be cr pretty crazy, right? Well, we, we kind of do. <laughs> Here we go. We got Michael Moore, who is a really big, huge celebrity really huge, super huge. Uh, he says, their Taliban, our Taliban, everyone's got a Taliban. And he puts a picture of the Taliban next to the January 6th protesters. He says they're at their best when they confiscate the halls of power. We also had um, Stephen Colbert come forward and say the exact same thing, that Trump supporters can be equated to the Taliban. So that's where we're at in our country. I've also already seen several liberal TikToks about how Trump supporters are essentially domestic terrorist members, not Black Lives Matter, not Antifa. The Trump supporters, who again caused so much chaos and destruction on January 6th that the government was able to go back into the building that they sieged a couple hours later. That's how at risk and how violent that whole day was. Yeah. And it's stories like these that remind me that we, again, just need to take control of our own lives. I will remind you guys to go to preparewithsavsays.com to get 25% off your four-week or three-month food supply with My Patriot Supply. Please, again, guys, I won't, you know, go on about this one for too long, but Take control of your own life. Take control of your own privacy by, again, you know, investing in a VPN, investing in storable foods, investing in water filters, um, you know, really take advantage of a lot of these discounts and offers from, from me, from other people who, you know, promote shows and promote these products, because this is the government that we're living in. We're living in a government that is okay with politically persecuting people, putting them in jail, that is okay with shutting down our supply chain. Right now in California, Gavin Newsom is calling for water rations for people because they're going to be going through another drought 
And he's saying he's going to be forcefully shutting people's water off if they don't adhere to that. So that's the government that we're living under, a government that will shut off our gas pipelines, that will shut off our water, that will allow our grocery stores to be rioted and looted so that way we can't go shopping at our local grocery store the next day. So remember, guys, go to... um virtualshield.com forward slash sav to protect your privacy. Go to preparewithsavsays.com to get 25% off your four-week or three-month emergency food supply. Prepare now, guys. Don't wait for the government to come and take over your life. Uh, you know, take control of your own destiny, your own privacy, your own just power over your life now. Um, again, too, just it, it breaks my heart that we've gotten to this point with our country. It breaks my heart that we are a laughing stock and it breaks my heart that China is now urging the US to stop official contact arms sales to and military ties with Taiwan. We all saw this coming and I actually specifically let this left this out of the last stream because I was like, you know, this is so much heavy news about Afghanistan. People were already talking about watch China, watch Taiwan, see what happens next. And I was like, eh, I'm sure it'll be at least a week or two before we really see any major moves. Psych, China's already coming in hot. And they're telling the U.S. to stop official contacts and arms sales to Taiwan. On top of that, they're also warning Taiwan it should be trembling as the U.S. won't protect you from invasion following the chaotic scenes erupting across Afghanistan amid a Taliban takeover. That is a quote from The Sun. But again, too, that's just China coming forward and saying, yeah, we don't respect you, Joe Biden. We don't respect the U.S. You guys aren't a superpower to be respected. And remember that Chinese officials on U.S. soil this past March. And I went and I grabbed this quote because I wanted to get it correct. Told our U.S. officials, the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength. Now, that was the first summit between Chinese officials and the U.S. that happened on U.S. soil. China came in and basically bitch slapped the Biden administration and says, you guys don't have a place to speak to us. You're powerless. We don't respect you. So, China has already looked at this administration that way since day one. And now they're coming in and saying, great, we already took over Hong Kong. Now we're going to take over Taiwan because Joe Biden ain't going to do crap anyway. Eric Matheny, who is an attorney, says, if you're an American and you're in Taiwan, get out now. China is coming and your government doesn't give two craps about your safety and well-being. And I wanted to read this out, not as a message of negativity, but a message of realism for anybody who may know someone in Taiwan or maybe somebody listening to this broadcast that is in Taiwan, the American government will not come save you if China takes over Taiwan and you're living under this uh, communist rule. Look at how they're handling the stranded Americans in Afghanistan right now. Joe Biden is literally telling those people, yeah, we can't guarantee your safety, your security. Sorry. That's like, ugh, I mean, it's like maybe someone else could do something. Like, what am I supposed to do. I'm only the president of the United States. Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's basically Joe Biden right now. So if you're in Taiwan, China's already threatening. China's been threatening to take over that country. And if you're an American living over there, I would highly recommend that you just maybe take precautions because if you get stuck over there, America's not going to come save you because as our secretary of defense came out today and said, yeah, we don't have the capabilities to round up large portions of Americans unless they're here in America and they supported Donald Trump. In that case, they are a domestic terrorist per the DHS and uh, they'll be rounded up very quickly. Thank you. So there you guys go. That's Joe Biden's America for you guys. And it's uh, only Wednesday. You know, I, I always think that I'm never going to have anything to talk about. And I'm starting to get to the point where I feel like the show needs to be three days a week because the news is getting so wild. Uh, and also remember two guys, you can find this show on podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, please go leave a five-star review. And remember if I ever get deleted off of YouTube, you guys can always find this show via podcast. So check out the link below as well. I know I'm plugging a lot of things tonight uh, in the middle of the show, but I never plug stuff and I need to start being a little bit better about that. So uh, that'll be the last one. And we'll just focus on the news now, uh, specifically COVID news, our favorite portion of the night. Now, as I was telling you guys at the beginning of this show, more than a thousand COVID-19 deaths recorded as U.S. returns to April levels. Oh my gosh. This article came out today by the Hill, you guys. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I read this headline and I was just filled with fear. 
and anxiety. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, I need to go home. I probably need to get at least five more vaccinations. I should probably also put a triple mask on and never leave my house again. No, the first thing I thought of when I read this headline was, so we're returning to April levels, yet we now have the vaccination. The same vaccination that everyone is telling us is now waning in effectiveness and The same companies who have been making billions off of said vaccine are now trying to promote this booster shot. Interesting. Very interesting. We were sold this cure-all that the vaccination was going to get us home. We'll be scot-free. We'll be back to normal. Just 15 days to slow the spread. But in reality, we are now returning to April levels. And I'm imagining that this article means April of 2021 when we did have the vaccination. But it's just funny to me how we're seeing it's like, oh, well, like, look, the, rev- the levels are coming up again. And it's like no one's questioning, though, how we were all sold that if we got the vaccination, the levels would be OK and we would all go back to normal. And we're still not at that point yet. No one's going to question that. OK, great. So uh, there you guys go. On top of that, we have um, the New York Post reporting on dozens of kids hospitalized with COVID-19 And RSV, a Texas pediatrician says, now I want to focus in on RSV right now because RSV is something that has been going through Texas and a lot of people have been going to the doctor for it. But a lot of RSV cases are uh, maybe getting, you know, I don't know, accidentally diagnosed or maybe just purposely diagnosed as COVID-19 cases. Who could really tell nowadays? But did you know that there are 58,000 children who are hospitalized yearly with RSV? How many children were hospitalized with COVID over the past year? Not 58,000. But for some reason, we've never shut down our entire country because of RSV. Really funny how that happens. Really funny how we haven't been focusing on RSV at all, even though it is hospitalizing many children. On top of that, and you know what, too, in regards to the masking and the vaccinations, which are again being forced on all of us, I saw this photo and it is such a powerful statement. It says, if you've ever wondered whether you would have completed, complied during 1930s Germany, now you know. Let me read that again because I butchered it the first time. If you've ever wondered whether you would have complied during 1930s Germany, now you know. And that is one of the most powerful statements I think I've ever read. Because after four years of anybody who dared to wear a red hat being called a Nazi, I'm really sensing a lot of Nazi-esque behavior from the people, specifically the liberals, who are asking us for our papers and asking us for our medical history and discriminating us against us for wanting to not give in to, you know, what the media, the government, and the masses are trying to force on us. So interesting there. On top of that powerful statement and just going into what's happening in America right now, uh, the Biden administration, or actually Joe Biden himself, is saying that he will be using the federal government to go after governors trying to block school mask mandates. He said this in his press conference today, that if you are a governor trying to block those school mask mandates, Joe Biden's going to be coming for you. On top of that, here in Texas, they tried to re-implement mask mandates in schools. The Texas Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. It's unconstitutional. And guess what? The Texas school boards have now found a loophole in Greg Abbott's ban on school mask mandates by instead adding masks to the district's dress code. So there you guys go. The teachers in Texas are so intent on abusing our children that they have now made it a dress code to force your child to wear a face mask. Speaking of face masks, TSA is extending our January mask rule for or our mask rule for airline passengers to January of 2022. Yes, you read that correctly. We that was set to expire on September 13th but it will now be extended until January 18th, 2022. But it's okay, guys. Remember, just 15 days to slow the spread. I mean, if we had all just stayed in our homes, wore face masks for 15 days, none of this would ever happen. But some of you in society are so selfish and actually understand how biology and an immune system works. 
And uh, yeah, it, it's all your fault that you guys did this. All you healthy people out there that actually cared about your health way before we all did when we were forcing you to try to take a vaccination, like you would get a free hamburger for it. Sure, 78% of COVID hospitalizations were obese people, but that's beside the point. It's really your fault, healthy people, that we've gotten into this situation. And now our mask mandate for the TSA and airports is being extended until 2022. Great. I hate to see it. And that really pisses me off. And I'm going to move on because I'm going to get pissed off and I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to scream. NPR came out with this today. The NFL Raiders will require fans to show vaccine proof or get a shot at the gate. There you guys go. Thank God the Raiders suck. And I've never been a fan of football anyway. But if I needed another excuse not to ever go to a football game, specifically a Raiders game, there's my excuse for the rest of eternity. Tennessee's former top vaccination official told investigators that she received a dog muzzle in the mail that she deemed to be a threat. She was then fired two weeks later because she said she was politically targeted because she was trying to help teenagers get vaccinated. And then she said that, you know, people in Tennessee didn't like that, that politicians in Tennessee didn't like that. So she got fired for it. But let's really delve a little bit deeper into this story. Well, that dog muscle, it turns out that it was bought on an Amazon account and with an American Express card under the former top vaccination official's name, a state investigation finds. So weird how all these people pushing the vaccine on us seem to be known liars. Huh. A dog muzzle that she uh, mailed to herself, allegedly? Interesting. Oh, and... uh, Of course, she was platformed on CNN. We have a nice pretty picture of her up with Anderson Cooper talking about how she was worried for her state after she was fired, after she was fired, after she was sent a dog muzzle. She was getting threats, you guys. Sure, she might have mailed the threat to herself because no one was actually threatening her, but she just took a page out of Jesse Smollett's book. She learned from the best. Clearly, she wasn't very smart about it. She could have done better. A little bit sloppy, my girl, but uh, she tried her best. She really did. Now, it's not all doom and gloom in this country. We do have some people fighting back against this complete insanity. Uh, A New York City restaurant manager, it goes renegade in the face of new vaccination proof rules. And uh, this is Mary Josephine Generoso, who says she doesn't want to conflict with hungry New Yorkers right to roam freely. Now, she was saying that she's vaccinated, that many of her customers are vaccinated, but because she believes in American freedoms and liberties, she refuses to enforce this. And on the front of her restaurant, it says we do not discriminate against any customers based on sex, gender, race, creed, age, vaccinated or unvaccinated. All customers who wish to patron are welcome in our establishment. I absolutely love to see it. And if you in if you are in New York, I'd highly recommend you go check this woman's restaurant out. Um, you know, this is a blessing and a curse. I think that they wrote an article about this because it's like, go and establish this woman's um, restaurant, go and, you know, fill it up make her lots of money because she's doing the right thing. But also I'm sure one or two New York officials will will see this story and potentially come down very hard on this woman. Now that's what's going on here in America. It hasn't gotten as bad as Australia or New Zealand quite yet, but let's go ahead and take a peek at what is going on in those countries because it's absolutely insane. And some of these things I could tell to you and you'd be like, that's too crazy. Someone didn't actually say that. So We're going to uh, rapid fire through these videos of what is going to be happening to Australian children within the next week. And this video is captioned 24,000 children will be vaccinated in a stadium in Australia next week and no parents will be allowed access. Let's watch this. We'll have uh, nurses, we'll have uh, some of the youth command, we'll have uh, some of the young, young police from the, uh, uh, the various uh, operations within police there just to guide them through. Um, as to where they go, they'll be looked after every moment inside the uh, the stadium and uh, they'll be well cared for. So mums and dads feel secure. We've got about 24,000 students we're aiming to get through next week. Uh, the messages will come out this week and the opportunity is there, but really you've got to take it, grasp it with both hands. Um, I know uh, if you talk to any of our Olympians, I'll tell you, you just got to grasp the Okay, so first off, I don't know who the graphic designer for this video is. Those like weird, like crystal, like 
crystally sounds that you're hearing. Every single time you hear that, some ugly ass graphic comes on screen and one of those graphics read, warning, no parents allowed. So they're going to put 24,000 kids in a stadium in Australia. No parents are allowed to be there and they're going to forcefully vaccinate them. That's not terrifying at all. On top of that, let's also hear more of what Australian is uh, Australia is directing their people to do. This is absolutely insane. Just listen to this. No removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to remove your mask to drink a cocktail uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath uh, as part of a pub crawl. Okay, so you can now no longer remove your face mask to drink outside or to drink at a bar. If you didn't think that 24,000 kids being crammed into a stadium without their parents and being vaccinated was weird enough, now you also can't take your face mask off outside. Uh, on top of that, we also had this video that came out today. I'll just go ahead and play some of the audio here. So uh, basically in this video, it's this young girl, it's this young teenage girl in Australia, and she's saying that her and her sisters are being uh, put under arrest. They're being confronted by police because they weren't wearing masks to go grocery shopping. And in this video later on, as the sisters are being arrested and they start to push back uh, and they start getting angry, the police then begin to pepper spray them. Why? Because... And this whole situation started because they weren't wearing a face mask. So this is what's happening to people in Australia, to children in Australia. And it's terrifying to see. It's heartbreaking to see. And my heart goes out to all of the people over there. And I would just say that this should be a warning to everyone here in the U.S. that these people are crazy. They're drunk on power and they won't stop at anything until they take over your whole lives. They force vaccinate you. They round up your kids and they have complete and total control of your life. That sounds dramatic, but look at the videos I literally just played of these Australian officials. Now, New Zealand is also going back into lockdown as well after detecting thousands of COVID cases. I'm just kidding. It was one case of COVID. They are now going into lockdown because of that. And they are telling their people, do not congregate. Do not talk to your neighbors. We know from overseeing cases, the Delta variant, that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. There you guys go. That was my uh, interpretation of a New Zealander. Just sounded like I was from the UK. Either way, that is the quote of this woman who literally looks demonic in this video. I don't even want to listen to her voice, but that's her direct quote. Do not talk to your neighbors and you can spread the Delta variant just by walking past one another. So these people are like actually insane and they're trying to ruin everybody's life. I don't know how many times I can say it. I don't know how much more I can reiterate it, especially when we see stories like this too, because you know a lot of people will try to say, well, the government cares about your health. That's why they're doing this. Maybe you should care about your health as much as the government cares about my health. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's really interesting when I read stories like this one. Singapore teen with cardiac arrests after vaccine gets $166,000. Singapore is giving $166,000 to a 16-year-old boy who is recovering from a cardiac arrest after having his first dose of COVID-19 vaccine in order to help defray the cost of his medical care. The patient who had required intensive care is recovering steadily and will likely be discharged in the upcoming weeks, uh, basically because of a mixture of his weightlifting, drinking energy, energy drinks, and then the vaccine causing what I would imagine is myocarditis or per pericarditis, which is heart inflammation in this young 16-year-old boy. It resulted in him going into cardiac arrest, having a heart attack, and him being awarded with $166,000. So again, when you see the government trying to force this vaccination on you. That is what it's doing to young, healthy teenage boys. It's giving them heart attacks. And again, SavSaysOfficial.com, I have a research page specifically dedicated to all of these stories and all of these videos that I talk about because I'm tired of people asking, hey, where's your resources? Uh, wh what can I do? How do you really know that this is a very scary thing? 
Well, it's because I've done my research for years on this and I have luckily for you guys brought it all together in one spot. So that way, if someone asks you or you can't even find a specific article on Google, because it is a very hard thing to do because Google suppresses certain things. It's all on my website. Easy for you guys to find the videos, the articles like this one, highlighting the realities of this vaccination and what it is doing to people's bodies. Because keep in mind, this product is not going to affect everybody the same. Go check that out and just go and inform yourself and inform others about it. And uh, finally, for the last video of the night, people used to talk about how it was a conspiracy theory that we were all going to be injected with microchips, but that is becoming reality as is almost every single thing that was called a conspiracy theory last year, vaccine passports, um, you know, fetuses being utilized for vaccines or, you know, like all of their organs being utilized for various beauty products just organ harvesting as a whole. Yeah, that used to be a conspiracy. Not anymore. Jeffrey Epstein being a pedophile who like ran a child sex trafficking ring. That used to be a conspiracy, something that no one believed that ended up being true. And um, now the whole microchip thing. Let's go ahead and listen to this clip. Scientists at the Pentagon are developing a microchip that can detect viruses in the blood, including COVID-19. The chip would be inserted just under the skin and alert the user if the coronavirus is present. In I the knew system. it. The military has not said. I knew it was coming. Not to be explicit, but how about motherfucking no, 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 no. The answer is no. The answer is no today. The answer is no tomorrow. The answer is no until the end of freaking time. I'm, this is the freaking government, man. Well, we really look, care about your health. So we're going to microchip you for COVID. But also we could probably hack the microchip and like figure out where you are you know, geographically for the rest of your life. But don't worry about that because we, the government, would never abuse that type of power. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I haven't talked about Pegasus either, which is um, this other software that is being used to hack into politicians and various other people's phones and blah, blah, blah. And so there's just so many different like varieties of hacking and government overreach and spying that any American and any person in the world really can be targeted with. Uh, and it's just kind of wild to me. More importantly, this microchip thing, because everyone said it was going to be a conspiracy that we would one day be getting injected with microchips by the government. But here we are. There you guys go. That's where we're at in society. And that video actually came out a couple of weeks ago, and I just never got around to playing it, but still relevant, still creepy, still a no. And that is America as of August 18th, 2021. Thank you guys so much for sticking with me for another episode of Rapid Fire. Again, please remember you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Please go leave me a review on there. I'm trying to get the podcast numbers up. Also, remember to go to virtualshield.com forward slash sav to get 50% off of your VPN, a product I use myself. Also, my Patriot Supply emergency food, 25% off with preparewithsavsays.com, four-week or three-month food supply. I love these products. I use them myself. I think they're amazing. So go check all of that out. And also remember, savsaysofficial.com for all of the research. All of the links that I use for this show will ultimately go on that website. But as of now, I have some research on there that I think could be very effective in helping you guys just navigate the current political sphere, the current uh, space that we're living through right now. Very Orwellian. So go check all of that stuff out. And as well, if you would like to support me just directly, uh, my PayPal link is down below as well. If you would like to donate, again, all of your guys' proceeds, go back into making this broadcast and this show better for you. So thank you guys for sticking with me for another episode where we did a deep dive on Joe Biden just, you know, completely destroying our country, destroying this country, that country, that country over there too. Why not? It's an absolute just mess right now, but God is in control. And if this is where he wants us to be, then this is where he wants us to be. All right, y'all, I'm signing out. Thank you so much for sticking with me.